some pride back. <laughs> it's just we, a little bit of pride. Not, it's not haterade. You guys lost, and we just want to make sure. Yeah, well, at least know. he was there. Nah, but on, in defense, in defense, the Kansas City, their offensive line was in disarray. We already knew that coming into the game. So it was, but what's happening with the running back that came from Pittsburgh from the Jets, Bell? He he's not part of the shit at all. That I was telling Lloyd that earlier that it seemed like during the game Andy Reid went back to Philly Andy Reid and just it seems like that, run. right? Right. Yeah. I, I don't know why you picked him up to do nothing with him. Hey, it, 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 the craziest shit that I've peeped today, and I forgot all about it. Do you realize that LaShawn McCoy got two fucking rings in a row? Yes. yes. Did, he, did, he play, did he play last year? No. He no. Was for the Super Bowl game, too. Twice. Oh, was, he, was he on the Eagles when they won? No. He, no. he, he was in Buffalo, him. right? Uh, yeah. Yes. He was yes. in yes. Buffalo. That mother, he's just like, oh, damn. <laughs> I bet you Charles Barkley wish he was him. <laughs> he's trying to be the NFL's version of Robert Ory. That's all he's doing. Well, well hey, Robert Ory got the rings, or, bro. The Ory performed. I was say, Ory yeah. was he played this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> bling 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 bling. <laughs> yo, let's get the intro rolling. Then we gonna start up, yo. Intro. Wait. That's why I'm mad with it, with it, with it. That's why I'm mad with it. Spit out the trap with it. Whatever you want, whatever you need, it's on tab. Get it? That's why I'm mad with it. That's why I'm mad with it. That's where I'm mad. Okay, you chasing clap on no way. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's the I'ma get in trouble podcast with Lloyd Lee, Terrence Godwin, and our special guest, our special special guest. It's none other than Mr. Bob Sumner himself. How you doing today, sir? I'm fantastic, bro. How you? I'm trying. What, I'm over here good? dying laughing. What's good, fellas? <laughs> what's up, sir? I didn't expect to get roasted by the legend so quick. <laughs> I'll take it. That, I, I, that wasn't even a roast, man. I'm, that wasn't even a roast. <laughs> I'm just even reloaded. Hey, 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 that's that was that was what that's that's what we call sauté. <laughs> <laughs> he gave you that light work, son. Yeah, that was the sauté. <laughs> Yo, so Mr. Sumner, like we have as soon as we found out that we were gonna be able to get a chance to talk with you, I think all of our minds exploded with all the different questions that we wanted to ask. <laughs> <laughs> Lloyd, <laughs> I learned we have a group chat, and Lloyd and Terrence were like back and forth. I was at work. Lloyd and Terrence just back and forth with all these different questions. And the first thing that we're probably gonna, me, we're not gonna ask any of them. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing I want to know is how much about sports do you know, sir? You you was quoting some old stuff during the uh, pre-show. Well. The truth of the matter is, like, everyone asked me if I wasn't doing what I'm doing now, what would I be doing? And I would probably be either someone's uh, assistant coach, mm-hmm. basketball, uh, or scout. And I'm talking mm-hmm. about in the, in, in, the, in the major, in, on a major tip. 
you know, I would have probably worked myself up, you know, through the ranks of high school to college or whatever. But um, I think that I would have, I would have been in the big leagues because I've been around this thing for a minute, you know. What, yeah. what, so your so your 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 main focus is basketball. That's your main. Necessity. Well, not necessarily, not necessarily. I mean, you can ask me any question about sports besides probably badminton and sh- some shit like that. <laughs> cricket, but, uh, <laughs> cricket, right, sir? Cricket. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, no, just in terms of like the the, the the three major sports, I'm 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 all good. I'll take you. I'll take you. Uh, I'll go. I'm, I'll be your lifeline on how to be a millionaire. Oh. When you say three major sports, you mean soccer, right? I mean, that's <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, 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 oh. no. I wouldn't go. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say soccer as one of the three, even though you know if you're overseas, that they, they call football, soccer. you know, soccer football. So. Exactly. But I did. Let me, I, let me. I will take you on this trip, though. When I was working, when I was in college at Seton Hall, I took a job as like a, t- a ticket taker and in, in, um, usher at Giant Stadium. Right. Mm. This is before mm. MetLife at Giant Stadium. And at that time, the Giants shared the stadium with the uh, professional soccer team that was in town called mm. the Cosmos, the New York Cosmos. And on that team was the world's greatest soccer player ever. His name was Pele. Hey. So I used to watch a lot of Pele, Giorgio Canalia, Steve Hunt, uh, Franz Beckenbauer. I know, I know Kyle Rote Jr. You know, I know about some some soccer fan. You know, what? bend it like bend it like Beckham. <laughs> <laughs> what, game, what, what game are you watching right now? I see something in your reflection. What are you watching now? Is that basketball? Uh, I, I, basketball. I'm watching, I'm watching uh, right now I'm watching Brooklyn and, and the Pistons. But we also have uh, we have Houston. Houston is, is rocking with the Pelicans. That's a nice yep. one. Mm-hmm. And then you have the, the Knicks are balling with the Heat right now. So we got three games rocking right now. <laughs> Do you think the Nets but, are going to be the here, ones that come out of the East? No, but here's the craziest shit about what I'm watching right now. There's a college game on right now that I have no interest in, and I can't believe I don't have any interest in watching Arkansas play Kentucky. Kentucky, I'm not trying to watch right now. Why? I, because Kentucky, their leading score is averaging 12 points a game. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that shit the other day. I was like, oh, hell no. <laughs> they went from Wildcats to Mildcats right quick. <laughs> What's a must rats? That leader scored, scored 12 points. Well, right, he's well, averaging 12 shit. points a game. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm like, I wasn't going to. And I love college ball, you know, love college ball. You see where I'm from. You know, yeah, see, you know, South Orange. see I, I can't, yeah. I can't do college, right I can't do college sports. I, I just can't. I don't. Oh man, really? It's, it's, it's not missing out. I'm missing a professional out. guy. I like professional. Wow. Missing out. It's too many kids. I can't. I don't even know their names, bro. I don't got time for this. I, I love. I just love the hunger. I love the hunger in 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 in, in college sports. Them kids yep. is trying to do the damn thing over here in the in the pros now. I mean, they be taking nights off and stuff. I mean, like that was unheard of back in the day, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But uh, I know you guys got, got want to uh, go to, <laughs> what, what, 
Where y'all at? What 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 where are you located? Anybody got a waffle house in town? <laughs> just moved out of dc uh a year and change ago and now i'm in omaha nebraska wow omaha nebraska let me tell you about omaha nebraska real fast let's do it you know let's i travel i travel all over the country right yes. but, you know I, I scoured the whole country over and over i hit omaha Omaha, I'm big, again, I'm big on all sports and college uh, baseball World Series, you know, definitely. What tripped me out about Omaha was I had never seen as many bowling alleys. Like bowling, AMF, I guess, was out there, AMF, you know, bowling. But it was so many bowling alleys. I was like, damn, you know, it, it, it just kind of like blew me away. And then they had like... uh real juke joints mm -hmm. juke joints where you go in and feel like you know my rainy's about to come out and start singing and shit mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> dude that's uh oh that's that's omaha is is uh i didn't even know what the fuck it was i'm not going i guess people don't item. know that it's as big as it is too <laughs> yeah you know, bob gibson has... bob gibson the, the best right-handed pitcher in baseball history was was uh uh from Omaha, and we had I'm I'm in Jersey, and my high school had a nice little pipeline to Lincoln, Nebraska, with um mm. University of Nebraska. I have a few guys that have national championships from there, you know. Mm. So there's a there's an affection for uh Nebraska with us here. Yeah. So yeah. so yeah, and I'm still so I'm still in DC. <laughs> I mean, quote unquote, yeah. DC, Columbia. Right. I'm in Columbia, Maryland. Right. Come on now. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm right by 95. I'm, I'm in DC. Right. Uh, right. And then Lloyd. Is... Uh, I'm in Las Vegas. I just moved here a couple months ago. So living in Las Vegas. Cool. Cool. Vegas, so, man. Uh, Damn. This has been the greatest part about the, the pandemic. So me and Lloyd actually started um, this podcast as a live show in DC. That like we we were running out of a um out of a bar, but we were getting like a hundred people. And then the pandemic hit, the pandemic hit, and then we couldn't do the show anymore. So then it just the podcast turned into actually a podcast, and then we found a way to branch everybody together. So it's kind of cool that we don't we're not even in the same city at all. Yeah, that's dope, man. <laughs> you know the la the last time I've been out besides running to New York a couple of times to do some tapings. My last time out in public was that night at City Winery. Wow. That's wow. how long it's been. That was in March, March of uh 2020. 2020. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was because it was before the festival. That was yeah. a great night. Great night. I'm actually getting ready to uh kick off my my own podcast. Oh yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah, yeah. It's it's crazy too. It's uh it's called Just Kicking It with Bob Sumner. And I'll be um just kicking it with all my guys that come from that golden age and you know everything else in between i have a segment that's going to be uh uh called laugh mobs i got my eyes on you which is basically mm -hmm. you know looking at the rising stars comedians who i've seen watch their uh their footage and said wow this guy because i can't travel like i did before because of the pandemic you know mm -hmm. so everything's coming to me so i just actually launched the uh the site uh, yesterday where the comedians could um, 
send me their their links, anything comedy, because you know I'm into like my show. I don't know if you ever saw Laugh Mobs Laugh Tracks. Oh, we saw. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, you know, with, with with that show, you know, it's really based on comedians uh, telling stories that we right. can turn into a comedy video, just like you take a song and turn it into a music video. So I'm I'm looking for p- comedians for that. Um, cause that show was formed out of YouTube, something that we put on YouTube. So, so I figured if, if you have, uh, content creators that's looking to get their stuff out there, come mess with me, you know, what I mean? I'll look at it. And if it's, if it's right, you know, we can like figure, figure something out and try to get that thing on, on something. Cause everybody's always hitting me looking for content. So I said, I might as well with 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 the uh, pandemic, I didn't open up the floodgates. Now I have a podcast coming. I have the site where I can look at talent. And, you know, because after the pandemic, bro, this shit is brand new. I'm treating I'm treating 2021 like it's 1991. And you know what happened then? Change the game. Change the game. History. (laughs) Yeah. He loves to mute himself. I don't know why my thing you just keep doing that. Um, either way, I saw your post about you uh, taking the comics, and and, oh. and one of the things that I, I wanted to <laughs> ask you was, um, I saw in another interview that you did that you love comics, pushing the envelope and innovating and 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 being independent, right? Exactly. So, so what is it? Do you think out of this pandemic that these newer comics to get ready for this new age of Def Jam coming? Like, mm-hmm. what should they be? What should they be doing? Like, what should they be coming out of this pandemic with? Well, well, the thing is, it's it's not like the new age of Def Jam. It's the new age of Bob Sumner. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that was just a job for me. You know, mm. because um, there was there was a I was doing this thing long before Def Comedy Jam. I actually celebrated my uh, anniversary yesterday. The first comedy show I ever produced was on. Um, February 8th, 1985. Ooh. Wow. All right. Wow. So, <laughs> well, well, again, I'm, uh, I'm, 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 I take this, I'm very passionate about this because it's what I do change lives. You know what I mean? And, and when I was watching something the other day and it really hit me because it was I, the, the comedian, it was like one of my guys and, it was like he was doing something. It was like a life-changing experience that had happened um, for them. And um, that's just how I roll. I watched a lot of people make it who I remember when they didn't have enough money to catch the train to their you know, next gig. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I want to be able to, if I could look out for that generation the way I did with the same formula that I have now, why not do it again? All I need is that opportunity to do it again, you know, and thank God that Russell and Stan, you know, gave me that opportunity years ago because nobody knew that a two show pilot was going to turn into 104 shows. If you saw the Def Jam 25 on on, on Netflix, Mm -hmm. I mean, that that thing was bugging me out because that was all my work up on that stage. And also the in memoriam was deep because I'm the only one who knew all 20 of those comedians who passed away. You know what I mean? I remember I remember when I put all of them on. I, I, I have one of those type of memories where, you know, I, 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 I note take. You know what I'm saying? 
Mm. Lord, you go ahead, man. You have some questions. Yeah, I mean, um, <laughs> Bob Sumner, twenty twenty one. What do you look for, like in a comedian? Like, of course, funny, but beyond funny, what what is it that like catches your eye that goes, oh, this is this is something. We got something here. Well, one thing is just like how I never met you guys before, you know, but when I popped on the screen and you guys was on already, we just started kicking it. You know what I mean? We just started kicking it. Know what that was? Your characters. I felt your characters. I felt your vibes. You guys are cool. I have to first be able to, I don't care how funny you are, if I can't roll with you, that's a problem because it ain't really about you, you and I, but it's about when you go to craft services on, on my set, when you go to wardrobe on my set, I don't need no problems. And a lot of times <laughs> I could see it coming, you know, before it come. If, if I put that person on, I learned a long time ago to how to play my, how to play this game. And the one thing that I have to make sure I have is the right people on the squad. Mm. All right. And then the other thing is, is, is I need funny. You know, I don't need, I don't need giggles. I need people to really be, I want to be able to take you from that stand up stage to turning you into a television star, whether it's, uh, you know, a sitcom, um, whether you, you're doing a talk show, a game show, you have to have that that thing or even a film star. You know, it's like that's what I specialize in because I've been through a whole lot of comedians and a lot of them thought they should have got that opportunity from me. But I didn't see the I didn't see the big picture. And it was cool for them to go on and do other things. And, and I still root for them because I'm not going anywhere. You could come back, but don't just start motherfucking me. You know what I mean? That's that character that I'm talking about. Once, you know, once you do that, I ain't messing with you. You know what I mean? Because I'm the type of, I'm not your average executive. You know what I'm saying? As y'all can see. I'm not your All average day. executive. You know about the case. You know, I actually, I be in the trenches. I, co I come out. I bring I bring Hollywood to, to Tuscaloosa, Alabama. I bring New York City to whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's that's how I roll. You know, I go to Gates Barbecue in Kansas City. You know what I'm saying? And hang out. So good. Speaking so of good. Kansas City. If I can ask you then, Mr. Sumner, we, we know about the, the Death Comedy Jam and we know about even, you know, uh, if people don't know, didn't you used to DJ before as well? Because you would DJ as you were producing these shows. Well, well, that's the that's the thing. I try to stay like I try to be very innovative in everything I do. And when I decided to get into the comedy um, business full time, I was already DJing and I was on the radio and at Seton Hall and, and doing all this stuff. And, you know, comedy came to me at an early, early age, all right? And this is where you're answering your question about the whole music and the DJ. And I jumped into the entertainment business because my parents would always take me to the world famous Apollo Theater, where I'm now curator of comedy. 
the reason that they used to frequent the place, it was like almost every Wednesday. And on Sundays, we would either do the matinee or we would do it, um, go and catch the late show after dinner where we would come from Jersey over to any of my aunts. I had three aunts that lived in Harlem. So we would do soul food dinners and stuff. And we would come back down to the Apollo. And I could tell you that, um, like, I, I've seen, like, David Ruffin and Eddie Kendricks, the Motown Review. I've seen mm. them, like, five, six times. I saw the James Brown reviews and all this stuff. But something else that they had there was comedians. And I saw, like, a young Richard Pryor. I saw Jackie Moms Mabley. And I'm, like, four or five years old. You know what I'm saying? So all of that was built inside of me. And a large part of that came from my parents going there back in the 50s to see my uncle's singing group, who now my uncle's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I don't know if you ever saw the movie or heard of the movie, Why Do Fools Fall in Love? Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, well, the, the character that Halle Berry played was Zola Taylor, who was married mm -hmm. to Frankie Lyman. And Zola was in my uncle's group. My uncle's group was called the Platters. And um, the Platters was very, very popular. My uncle was the lead singer. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I used to just, like, as a kid, everybody used to flock to the house when he was in town and all that. I'm like, look at this. You know, so all of that led me into what I'm doing. And then my mom worked at RCA Records, and I had a lot of music always so I took all of that into the comedy room because you always had in the comedy room the piano player, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or you had, or you had, or you had the like the snare drum and the cymbal. All that yeah. was comedy. So all I did was flipped it and started playing beats. You know, started playing joints, and um, nice. it caught on. So about time we did Def Comedy Jam. It was only right for me to bring in Kid Capri. So. It's like when I look at comedians now who can't can't get their set right because the DJ didn't play their music right and shit. I'd be like, <laughs> what if I never started doing that? What would you have done? You know what I'm saying? You know, some people and, and the same thing with when people use music songs, you know, lyrics in their act. That's right. not good for a television audition because I have to pay licensing fees for that music. So, like I, that joke, that joke has already been scratched, and that was your goat joke. So on to the next one. Go on over there to wow. hey, 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 how at me from Comic View? <laughs> I know we we know that you have a sense of humor and you have an eye for sense of humor, but I've never seen a clip of Bob Sumner doing stand up. Oh, we got one now. <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever thought about dabbling in that? Has it ever been something that you like, I at least want to try it? Or did you try it and we no, just don't I mean, know? No, no, no. That's something that I will. You know, I leave that for, for you guys. You know, I mean, I have to be I have to be the curator. You know what I mean? And and the other thing that when you were asking me about, you know, what happens on, on the return, you know, right now, and I'm, I'm going to be straight up with you. Since let's take March 15th, 2020. Today is February 9th, 2021. All right. A comedian has had a lot of time to write 20 minutes, 20 to 30 mm -hmm. new minutes to work out. Mm 
You know, and, 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 and when I say that, meaning like I don't want to hear no Mike Tyson uh, biting Evander Holyfield jokes anymore. <laughs> that was your shit back in the day. But I don't want to hear it now because it's been so many things like like I remember back in at the beginning of this whole thing, everyone was talking about entanglements. Yeah. 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 That was the thing. And it's been a whole lot of other things. I mean, there's a whole lot of uh, stuff that happened right down in Washington that Mm. people could have been writing about. There's a whole lot of stuff that that I want to see what everybody does. And at the same time, at this point, best joke went. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of people have the same premise, same topics, but best joke when I don't care if you've been doing comedy for 20 years or three years, best mm-hmm. joke when. And at the same time, when you look at the comedy clubs that used to pack them in at three, four hundred people, they only could fit 120 now. OK, so I can't afford that big name anymore that used to come in here every year, whether he was funny or she was funny anymore. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. that happens too. People get people start making it and they stop writing. Mm-hmm. Writing is the key because that's what leads you to that sitcom like Ray Romano, Kevin James, Bernie Mac. You know what I'm saying? Everything is based off of their stand-up. That was uh, that was like one of the OG things that people used to tell me when I first started was like write to your uh, write to your character, write to who you are, and write with the intentions of getting a sitcom based on those jokes alone. No doubt about it. And, and for that new comedian, don't be trying to rush a long ass set. Work on your set five minutes at a time. Mm-hmm. Five minutes at a time. Five minutes is a long ass time. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I'm what? saying? <laughs> and then, and then, I mean, out of those five minutes, maybe three of those minutes work. Keep those three minutes and work on two more minutes. You know what I mean? And that's how you build up your set. Yo, that's that's a that's a lot right there, man. That's some eye-opening shit. Like real life, because people don't. I I, I I'm guessing here because I'm I'm and in, in your eyes, I'm a baby. <laughs> like, but uh, one of the things that you said that caught me off the break was um, being unique, right? Like, best joke wins. Right, best joke wins, and some of the people like sometimes people have performed in front of you, and as long as they're not like motherfuck Bob, like you're good. You know what I'm saying like I'm gonna see, and you they will you. do that. They have done that, and ain't heard from me since. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> do I take a few moments to say some names? I don't know. We'll give you a point. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't. I don't. I don't. You know what? I, names. I, I, do I know definitely. That. I definitely won't drop names because you wouldn't know who they are. Mm-hmm. You, you see what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't know who they are. You might have known if they didn't. If they didn't, man, I remember I was I was on D Nice. I think it was D Nice. Some one of somebody's Instagram. I think it was D Nice. Mm. Bruh, see, I went through a thing years ago where I found the Lord. I because I was I was a little sometimes, <laughs> you know, right. But I'm on D. I'm on D. Nice's thing. I think it was D. Nice. Some or D. Somebody was doing their thing, and I popped up. And I don't have that alias on. It's me. All right. It's me every time. And people be trying to do slick stuff with me as an alias or their their handle on whatever. Mm. 
And I went on there. I was on there for a quick second. And somebody said, what's happening, Bob? You know, somebody saw that. And then somebody else, I, I wish I really knew. They said, I should come slap Bob something in his motherfucking head. And I'm like, who are you? Because I would love to see that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and, it, and it was just, and I know it was from a disgruntled comedian. I know it was because it's so many of, I mean, it's, if it's 98% that's right with me, it's always that 2%. And when you say, can I say names? I can't say them, but I know them. So that, and that's the hard right. part of this game, right? Of being a person like of your stature, right? You have a lot of comics who you passed on because they weren't right at the time, right? And that, cause that's what I'm getting from it. I could be wrong, but they just weren't right at the time. It's one right now that's very popular, Eddie. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. It's one that's really popular now. Has his own podcast and stuff. I had some of my people who followed me up saying, B, check this out. Check out what this dude was saying about you. Mm. His name's not Eddie Louse, ladies and gentlemen. I just want to show uh, you. know, and that's what happens. Just like... Just like the brother that never made the team in, in high school, but all of a sudden he done got good at 30. You know what I'm saying? Right, and, right, right, right. It's like that sometimes, you know what I mean? And I understand why you're upset, but a lot of comedians would tell you that when they thought they was ready and I didn't put them on, they understood when I put them on. And, right. and the reason I put them on is why? Because they didn't MS me. Mm. Right? Yeah, I think a lot of a lot of the OGs told us about you uh, in that regards. Uh, Eddie Bryant is one of my mentors. Um, shout out to uh, Big OG Eddie Bryant, and he was. I think I, when I performed, he was like, "Man, don't worry about it." Bob saw me like four times before he gave me something. Like put me <laughs> before on. Before he even said hi to me. <laughs> <laughs> so like, yeah, like I've I've heard that about you, man. So what, Lloyd? I can let you. Ask, I know I Eddie. asked you questions. Today, and you say, oh, Eddie is someone like who Bernie was in 91. You know what I mean? Mm. I say that because Eddie is skilled. Eddie is ready. All right. But mm. everybody, the world don't know Eddie. Like the world didn't know Bernie until I gave him that platform. Even Bernie's first Def Jam set, which Mm. He froze up again on his Bob. Bob, we having a little bit of technical difficulties. Uh, try to get this fixed up real quick. Oh. But nah, that's is is uh, I'm happy. I'm happy we had him on, man. I'm I'm really I'm learning a lot. I don't know about yeah. you guys. <laughs> I'm I'm just mad that the technical difficulties are messing everything up right now. Yeah, like we need that. I do want to mention that I am not tech support, so do not send angry emails. <laughs> Everybody, <laughs> Everybody is. That's the reason why he's here. He hasn't said anything. Like, yeah, I'm not tech support. I'm not tech support. <laughs> like oh, Lloyd Lee, fix the fix the connection, man. <laughs> Damn it, man. Oh, oh, oh no, I, I think we got him back. Okay, okay. Hold up, Mrs. Sumner, do we got you back? I'm here. Okay. All right. I'm here. We lost you right in the middle of it, man. No, I'm right there. I was I was saying that like Eddie Bryant is mm. 
Eddie Bryan in 2021 is on the level that Bernie was on in 1991. No one had ever seen Bernie, but Bernie had been in the game for a minute. And that's why he separated himself from so many people on that show. Um, I give you an example. When Bernie first appeared on Def Comedy Jam, no one really knew who he was. And that's when he did Take Me Out to the Ball Game and Stir It Like Coffee and all of that. People liked it. They enjoyed it. But it didn't it didn't come through the way I Ain't Scared of You did. All right. And it's because now everybody know who Bernie is. So now they're looking at, at him differently now, like he's a star. He has arrived. You know, and that's what that's what happens with comedy. All of these people, Tiffany Haddish did Def Comedy Jam in 07 when we came back mm. and did a hell of a job and and, 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 and and was making things happen. But it took 10 years before somebody really paid attention because she blew she blew the roof off a girl's trip and haven't stopped right. since. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? It's just it's, it's, it's just interesting how we do. And that's why I said we're in a place now where we can go back to basics and hopefully I can identify and introduce the next wave. You know what I'm saying? So what is that, why does everybody focus on like the new wave? So, and and I'm, I'm not asking. For, so I've run the DC Comedy Festival. Right. And so a lot of people really? are like, why do, do you have panels? Yeah. You have panels and stuff. We are. That was that was we were working on for uh, 2020. So. We already know. What's your schedule look like, sir? (laughs) And I I, I say that because I say that because I be I be I be looking at some of these panels and stuff, and I be like, damn, damn, they're a comedy expert now. You know what I mean? That type of thing. (laughs) So it's like. I mean, it'd be like that. I mean, I ain't, you know, again, I don't call people That's, out. But everybody. You ain't got to say no names. It was funny by itself. Yeah. So, I mean, I would love to. I guess uh, my question is, uh, you know, we're 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 looking at kind of this precipice of comedy. Uh, comedians have been doing it for 10, 15 years, and and they're getting outsold, out uh, out promoted by like these Instagram stars, online stars, YouTube mm. stars. What, like. Would a YouTube star or somebody that's got a lot of clout online sway you in any way to even put a flyer out on him to take a look at him? Like, what would he have to do? Oh man, Bob, did you get that? Did you get that I'm question? I'm not stuck. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> did you say I was stuck? Yeah. Give <laughs> her a second. Yeah, yeah. I said I wasn't stuck. I was just <laughs> absorbing what he just said. <laughs> he said what I did let me tell you something <laughs> I'm I'm you know it is it, it's real interesting that I have had to I've had to fall into taking these submissions now now to submissions at Laugh Mob I have to down footage because I used mm. to come out and really like come and watch live sets I didn't even want to look at you know, your footage of a stand-up comedian. So you think I want to pay attention to an Instagram comedian? I don't want to pay, I don't even pay attention to that unless they're doing stand-up comedy. I don't want to see the, the funny, you know, I remember so, uh, a young lady told me that she went over to Caroline's to see this particular Instagram comedian 
and how funny he was, right? So I was, I trusted her. So I asked her, what was it about um, his set? You know, what is it about this guy that you really liked? And y'all know what happened when she told me my response. Know what she said? She said, you should see his dance. (laughs) 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 Terrible. That... The, the the record, the record, you know, vinyl, you know, vinyl with the thing, the record said, <laughs> that was enough for me. That's not going to, I said, what did he say that was funny? <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I can't, you. You like that, though. And he gets it, but here it is. He gets views, he gets hit. What what happens now is that promoter see this and know that people want to come see this. Exactly. And then what they're gonna do is they're gonna book a couple comedians to save the day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Real right. stand-ups. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I don't get caught up in it, but I do want like I think that this pandemic has worked, has done a great thing for the Instagram comedian or whatever you call them guys. I call them, I call them social medians. Okay. Social medians. Yeah. Because I think that what they should have done now is now they have time to write as well or get a ghost writer to put together a real set. And now they could come out like smoking. There's one comedian in particular that I could say, I get it because he was a dope stand up before he became an Instagram star. And that's Shula King. Yeah. I don't know if you remember. Shula Shula was dope before, um, you know, him. And then I see that there's another comedian out of Baltimore that's been doing big things on Instagram. And I always liked him as a stand-up. And that's Cleon. I don't know if you know Cleon. Yeah, Cleon the comedian. Yeah, he's he's a number. So I can respect these guys because I know that they got their chops, you know, doing stand-up. But I also think that a stand-up comedian should figure out how to have a presence on social media as well. Even if you're just doing commentary, you don't have to be dance. (laughs) Please stop with the dance, bro. That's a new TikTok dance, the Sumner. You you asked me, you asked me if I ever did stand-up or anything. I can tell you if I take if I take the funniest jokes that I've heard like from comedians who only had that one jerk joke and I combined them, right? Right. And then I come out. And start dancing. And start <laughs> dancing. Somebody asked me the other day, there was a comedian in Richmond that I had saw. I was at a showcase years ago. The comedian didn't have any funny, like he wasn't really funny. And right. somebody in the audience started like heckling him. And I guess that's all he needed. That's That was his thing oh. because... He came with two that I've heard people use it over and over now. And I actually had put these two jokes in a book called Snaps years ago because I had heard these two snaps at the, mm. at, the, uh, at, the, at the showcase. And one of them was the guy had said that um, the guy had, 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 was heckling the guy and, and, and the comedian on stage was like, would y'all have this guy tell him this? Uh, be quiet. 
right? And then he said, this guy just won't be quiet, right, with his short ass, right? And I said, oh, here he go, right? He said, he said, would y'all look at this short motherfucker, right? I said, he said, I bet you could see his feet on his driver's license picture. When he said, "Oh my God, that's a, that's an old yeah, one, yo." Yeah, but it was, hey, but it was so it was, funny back then. It was the first time yeah. I ever heard it, and I know I started, you know, hearing it after yeah, because people will no. take it, right? And then he came right back with another one that I had never heard. He said, "With his black ass, motherfucker, so black, I bet when he get in his car, the oil light come on, right?" Fuck Listen. you, Lloyd. Fuck you, Lloyd. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, these joints was so, so funny to me, you know? And then, I mean, just you hear, you hear jokes that you never, you know, you never really heard. Like, you know, not that I'm trying to, I'm not, I, I, I don't even know if I, I guess I could say this. I could say this. Because yeah, it's just, huh? No, because it's just a joke. And, you know, but it's a, I mean, it's hockey season, right? It's hockey season. Is it, right? Terps? Yep. Yeah, it's hockey season. <laughs> and, 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 and the guy said, the guy said, the guy asked me, he said, Bob, do you know the difference? He said, do you, do you know the difference between a, um, a, 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 a Polish, a Polish woman? He said, you you know the difference between a Polish woman and a hockey player? And I was like, no. Do you guys know? Uh, there's no puck. Huh? <laughs> there's no puck. Nah, a Polish woman and a hockey player wear the same shorts for three periods. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I quit, yo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, yo. Yeah, you gonna get right. a joke for that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Lloyd, give him the statement, bro. <laughs> if we go, this is a one time now. Mister Sumner's gonna have to read the apology statement for this bullshit cancel culture, right? Like, yeah, fuck him, fuck him all. <laughs> I am offended. I demand an apology. just, but I'm I'm hearing these people tell me these different jokes. I mean, um, there was an old joke. There was an old joke in New York about the difference um do you know the difference between you know you have the new york mets and you have the new york yankees right so the joke was do you know the difference between a city field hot dog and a yankee stadium hot dog 47 dollars dude huh 47 dollars that's the difference do you know no <laughs> what is it the difference no the difference between a between the difference between a city field hot dog and, and and a Yankee Stadium hot dog is you could get a Yankee Stadium hot dog in October. Mm. Ooh. Ooh. Stings. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> oh, that's fucked up. Playoffs. It's sir. just because my Royals oh, beat the Mets in 2015, baby. Playoffs. If somebody would have said that about the Nationals. I smacked the shit out of them. It took me a second, but I got it. Oh. Somebody huh? doesn't actually watch a lot of baseball. <laughs> I, I don't. I, I, listen, okay. I'm a fan of the Nationals. When they're, win, when, they're <laughs> when they're winning. When they're winning. When they're not winning. Yo, when we won the World Series, I was running around like like I watched baseball all season, son. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I have another question then for you, Mr. Sumner. We, we just asked Ture, and it's been a subject that kind of circulates on here because 
uh, all of us kind of came up in that scene. So how do you feel about the difference in urban comedy scenes versus mainstream scenes, mainstream scenes? And how, did, how does that affect you going as far as how you view comedy? What, do you, what are your thoughts on that? I don't quite understand what's the what's what's considered. I guess urban urban this urban comedy. <laughs> no, no, sir, it is not. No, sir. I don't think it is. I don't think it is. That's why, like, I used to hear. I used to hear. I hear, and and and, and it used to really like play on me sometime. Then I said, "Wow, this is pretty flattering." Just like you, you might want a a cola. But you say, you know, I want a Coke, mm-hmm. right? But it's a mm-hmm. cola, you know? Yeah. Same thing with somebody, say, a Def Jam comedian. I hate that shit. I, I don't exactly. understand. I don't understand what's a Def Jam comedian because whenever I was producing the show and getting my lineups mm-hmm. together, it wasn't like I never looked at like one type of comedian. The only thing I know was we had the type of show that you didn't have to censor. You could do your nightclub, you could do your nightclub act. And if there's four comedians on the show and two or three of them, you know, use the F-bombs or whatever, you feel like everyone did. But, you know, when Cedric was on the show, you know, uh, JB Smooth, these guys wasn't really going in, in. And then we had like comedians like Warren Hutchison, you know, who went on to executive produce uh, Martin or the mm-hmm. Bernie Mac show and all that stuff. You know, it, it, it's just interesting to see how that all plays out at the end of the day when I'm really just looking for the funny. You know what I mean? And, and, and even I'm looking for, you know, funny with a message for the most part, you know, but um, yeah. So you you kind of you kind of take it the same way we do is that it's it's still that weird way that people find a, to denigrate somebody's success or denigrate their style when it shouldn't be. Is, is that how I'm reading it? Well, well, let me just hit you with this real quick. I really I think that. Like when you talk about the urban rooms or the mainstream rooms or whatever, a mainstream comedian that can't work, or I should say a mainstream comic who can't work an urban room mm-hmm. or an urban comic who can't work a mainstream room, that's just what they are. They're comics. Mm. A comedian can work any room. Mm. Ooh, right. I look for comedians. <laughs> I'm sorry. Somebody write that down. Someone write that down, please. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, because a comedian can make anybody laugh. Mm. Um, let me ask you this: Was George Carlin considered an urban comedian? No. Mm-mm. Did er, did George Carlin make you laugh your ass off? One of the top fives for me. You see what I'm trying to say? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. See what I'm trying to say? Absolutely. You know, uh, is, is Eddie Murphy considered a mainstream comedian? No. For people that make excuses, because that's what and that's where I think that terminology comes from, right? Because like, and um, me and my manager talk about this all the time. 
about like people will be like, oh, I don't like doing urban rooms, but mm -hmm. I, I'm like, I, I'm like, what are you saying, bro? Like, you don't have, you don't, you don't have the, sense. you don't have, the, you don't have the right song. I don't have the right. Like, yo, like I like telling stories. So as a comedian, like I just want to go up and do my jokes. Who who resonate with my jokes resonate with my jokes. You I know who you sound like right now. That. You sound like Yamanika. That's Yamanika. Yamanika mm -hmm. don't care who's in that audience. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I'm actually I'm on a, I'm on a um I'm on a special right now. Um that that's that's running. And, and uh, what is it? Dark dark comedy or something? Something something dark comedy, I think. Dark comedy? Is that the name um, of it? I think it's dark comedy. It's it's running on Comedy Central or, or streaming on Comedy Central. Okay. It's, it's called dark dark comedy, if I'm not mistaken. Look, I know uh, Lloyd Lloyd's looking. Lloyd's it looking up. it up. I'm looking it up right dark now. Humor, yeah. Dark humor. Dark humor. Dark humor. Dark humor. Dark humor. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And um, I, uh, I heard Roy Wood Jr. Yamaniki. It's really good. It's really mm -hmm. good. And um, you know that that she's she's talking about what you're talking about right now. Uh, yeah, because yeah, I mean, I, I, that's the one thing that I, I think I find it as an excuse. And that's Absolutely. just me. People just use it as an excuse. Yes. Oh, I didn't do well because I don't do I don't do well in urban comp. He didn't do well because he he normally does mainstream comedy. Oh, he doesn't do well here because white people don't like him. Like, dude, just be a comic. Who comes and, comes, and, bro? And, and, and on that same note, it really doesn't make a difference if 10 people's in that room or 10,000. You have word, to deliver. Sir. You have to deliver it because I was in LA, Sherman Oaks one at some uh, little spot one night. And it was more comedians in the room than it was people. But the people who were in the room were like major players in Hollywood, you know, mm -hmm. and some of the comedians came and brought it. And some of the comedians came in and act like nobody was in that room. But you mm -hmm. have me and Robbie Reed in this room, Ooh. you know, and, and Makai Pfeiffer's in this room and, and, and a couple. And it's like. We're watching these folks, and it's like some of them are like, okay, check them out. And then it's the other ones that just mail it in. You can't come in there mailing it in because whenever I'm in the room, you're auditioning. Every time. Oh, write that down, people. Write that yeah. down. Yeah, I've I've been I've been I've I've done I've messed up on that a couple times. I've, <laughs> I've definitely messed up on that a and, couple and, times. And, 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 and when that situation happens, when that promoter that promoter books you or whatever. And I'm talking about that open mics. When I'm getting yeah. paid, I, I perform. No, but let me just no, but let, no, but let me just say about that. You you get paid. That's the key thing. If you're getting paid, but the room is light. Oh, still work. Still work Always. and don't and don't use the room as your crutch of jokes because it's oh not gosh. gonna work. Because when the when the comedian says, "Whoa, uh, the promoter uh, security did a great job keeping people out of here," the promoter don't want to hear that oh, because he's oh. paying you. You know that's not why he hired you to be funny. And the audience don't want to feel like they're, you know, they're dumb 
for being here. You're making right, them feel right, like right, right, they're right. here to support you. So don't start making the joke all about them. Now you done zeroed in on them. You're you know? ungrateful. Hey, listen. I was at I was at the comedy store, right? This is before I was booking the comedy store. I would fall into a room, especially crack them up Thursdays up in the, right. in the belly Mich- room. Michelle. Michelle's room, yeah. I would I pop in there and I'm sitting up on the top and there's a comedian that's in there and he feels like he wants to start uh, zeroing in on these two women, right? Now the two women are in there by themselves, no guy, and be, and I guess after for when the when the women started not paying attention to the guy because he really they was tired of him, right? So now he tries to change his material to the audience, but the women are still over here like kind of chit chatting, but they really don't care about this dude because he kind of played them anyway. Mm-hmm. But but then. He goes, will you bitches shut the fuck up? Woo! Yikes. You know who lost it? I'm guessing you. <laughs> I lost it. I lost it. Now, here's here was the cool part about it. One of my boys who I grew up with live in L.A. He was over here in the corner. I had another one who came out, he's a truck driver who came to meet me up there. He's over here in the corner. So now I know I got my guys over here and I don't know, (laughs) I don't know what's going on, but I'm like, you know, telling this guy that you need to like apologize to these women because what you said, it wasn't about jokes. You were serious about that. It was was very disrespectful about that. And part of the reason that this guy gave me, you know, he gave me more of a reason to 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 get in his case because he ain't know who I was in there the whole time, new comedian, not knowing who I am. I'm sitting there and he goes and start telling, like, who remembers Death Comedy Jam? And he started Ooh. he started like mimicking Death Comedy Jam to a point where it was being very disrespectful, was being kind of race racist with it, right? Mm. So, and I didn't say anything, but when he started messing with them women, oh yeah, he, yeah. he opened up that can of worms like no other, mm. and it was just one of them things. And that's why I'm saying a comedian has to really watch who's in that room because. Later on, my guys, who I told you from home, they felt a certain type of way where they needed to talk to him. And they pulled pulled him in and then they said, then they called me. They said, Bob, they said, Bob, come here, come here for a minute, right? And I walked walked over there and the guy looked at me and he said, you're Bob Sumner? I am so sorry. You know, he. I apologize. I had no idea you were in there, right? That was you. And I'm saying to myself, that's not the point. Yeah, it's your, absolutely. It, it's your material. Mm. That was the problem. Why me? Make, mm. make us y- your joke. I'm in here trying to maybe sign your ass if you're funny. Right, 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 right. <laughs> but right, right, right about, right. but right about now. Go dance your ass across the street. 
The goddamn bitch. We need to do the hashtag Bob Sumner challenge. Instagram on Instagram. I mean, they already. I already been thinking about. It's it's like and I know you guys probably have already. And so many comedians over the years have decided that they could do the best Bob Sumner impression. Mm. You know, everybody think they could talk like me. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> all right, motherfucker. You know, <laughs> all right. With all due respect, I'm going to let them because I'm going <laughs> to not try. I'm not going to. I don't have voices. I'm good, son. Okay. <laughs> I say I'm terrible with fucking accents. Like my my British is Australian, but like with a really shitty country twang. So I can't do none of that shit. <laughs> I, I got you. As the only dude on this panel on this on this straight that could possibly get away with it, I, I say no. I'm I'm yeah. good on this. Side. <laughs> my man, I, 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 I did not do that. I did not do that. That's what's up. That's what's up. Because trust and trust and believe me, man. I'm in my. This is my little lab that I'm in. And um, I'm I'm cooking I'm cooking up uh I'm cooking up some hot hot stuff for after for the reset. But again, I'm really excited about this because comedy. I needed a break. I've been traveling out of airports. This is my longest break from March of last year to now. This is my long longest break of not being in an airport since 1991 for real. Wow, Jesus. Wow! So after September 11th, you were still like, "I'm, I'm getting on this plane." When, when you guys open back up, as <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. soon as everything opened back up. So I mean, and it's, it's, it's weird that you, you told that story, um, because I had, to, I had to talk to a con I'm, again. Uh, I don't think I'm anywhere near you. Like, you know what I'm saying? But we, we have a show. We have a show at the Dupont Underground. We hold like 300 something people, and so we go to other shows and look for like comics in dc to like perform at this show and this comic one time went off on a a, a, a group of gentlemen that were happened to be gay and he was just frying them and then just making fun of it because the guy the guy wore this uh he had on versace underwear he had on like a a, a uh, versace belt or something he was like all this stuff fake and i was like bruh like what are you doing fam like this isn't funny well, they were talking during my set then keep performing like because i'll tell you the truth when you funny people stop talking if they're talking it's because you're not funny because the rest of the audience will get that ass in check if nobody exactly. else right? that's how it was if you um if you did watch uh def jam 25 uh, Tiffany was uh, doing an interview with Adele Givens, I think. Yeah. Cheryl Underwood and Melanie Camacho. Mm. And, and they mentioned, and they mentioned, you had to come through my room in Jersey called the Peppermint. Okay, I had a room called the Peppermint. Bill Bellamy hosted, and then when Bill moved to LA, Mike Epps started hosting. And in this room. It was like 500 people every Thursday night, literally, with another two, 300 trying to get in, right? So, of course, with all those people and libations flowing and, you know, women walking past, pretty women and stuff, you know, the guys is in there. It's kind of loud at times yeah. when the comedian on stage is not bringing it, Okay. But if the comedian on stage is bringing it, you can you can hear a, a, a 
what they say a mouse piss on cotton. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's really about what you do on the stage. A comedian could, could could quiet the entire audience if he's funny or she's funny. Right. What you got, Terrence? I know you you got you got 85 more questions, bro. I, I, I oh, got no. it. Bob. How much longer you got, Bob? I don't want. We don't want to keep. Yeah, you. we don't want to tie you up. Cause we had, we had, we already had an hour. And it felt like fifteen minutes. I was gonna say this flew by for me. <laughs> we did an hour. Yeah, yeah. An hour. <laughs> hour, an hour live. Uh, an hour live. Yeah. yeah the time live. And I, I mean, we messed up the technical. I just, I'm, I'm just still, like the, the little kid in me, Mister Sumner, is fucking exploding. I, I, this is cool as shit to me. I, I mean, I'm sure you. Might just be I'm, be another face in the sea, whatever. I don't give a damn. This is cool. I, I learned a lot. <laughs> I never thought. Nah, I mean, like, Ten years, I didn't think I'd be in this position. Nope. Nah, I, I could say, I could say, I could say when 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 my boy Dwight's daughter, when Ray when Ray hit me on on um IG, I I just needed the information, you know, on on how it is, and then I read then I read up on I read up on what was going on. I said I could definitely make this happen. Because that's what I'm all about, and that's that's the that's the misconception of me, you know. I'm in I'm in uh, at the Improv in Orlando one one time, and I'm I'm there um, hanging out with Tony Robbins, right? And it's a it's a crowd of guys, and you know, of course, you know, it's it's, it's blunt time, okay? <laughs> and, so do is take a walk, take a walk, and you know, everybody talking, and I'm being how I am with you guys, right? And the guy's looking at me. And I'm like, why are you looking at me like this, yo? And he goes, he goes, man, I can't believe this is you. And I said, what do you mean you can't believe this is me? He said, man, somebody told me you was an asshole, right? And, and it blew, it, it took me, you know, it took me back for a minute because I said to myself, I mean, I know that I am an asshole to some people who I don't put on. You know, some oh, okay. comedians will do that, right? But I said, think about the dude that said that, right? I said, at the end of the day, he's an asshole, ain't he? (laughs) And know what he said? He said, he really is. And I said, see, that's that's the thing. That's the thing. And that goes back to what I said to you guys before. With me, it ain't just about talent. It's about your character. And evidently, I had peeped this dude and wasn't messing with him. You know what I mean? So he just decided that he was going to spread the spread the uh, haterade around, as you know, we know what haterade is. This guy turned yeah, me on to it earlier. You know, <laughs> but, but 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 I mean, that's just that's just how it goes. You know, that's just how it goes. I mean, it 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 is what it is. Some people are going to fear you, and some people aren't. Simple as that. Keep it moving. Absolutely. You know, I um I got shut out of the comedy store. Uh, I was doing a show there called Laugh Mob on Sunset, and it was popping. I mean, it was popping. All a lot of different things was going on, and an incident happened. And I think the comedy store was going through a new management situation or whatever. And an incident happened like two, three hours after our show on the same night of our right. show, and they, right. got, and they and they you you yeah, and they put us out. They put yeah. us out. And everybody is still calling me saying, Bob, y'all, man, I wish y'all, because I was giving guys an opportunity because out there, unless you popping 
or you part of a certain clique, you can't even get stage time, especially right. if you're coming from the east to the west or whatever yeah. the case may be. So, you know, I was going back and forth to L.A. every three weeks for five years, building the Laugh Mob brand. Mm -hmm. So I was starting to ease my way back East anyway, because I left a lot of the comedians who I was identifying and who was coming out making things happen. They already, you know, did their thing. So it's time for me to do it again. Right. right. So I'm trying to figure this thing out. And then they call saying that we can't do this thing anymore. So that was perfect timing. Right. I kid y'all not. I get back to the East Coast. About three, four days later, the Apollo Theater call. Ooh. I'm like, okay, you do the math. Comedy store, Apollo. <laughs> I think Apollo, sir. I think what a lot of people forget is like Laugh Mob on, on Sunset. That was during the dark ages of, uh, of the comedy store. When I, I remember when I started, that was like one, damn of the, right. one of the only shows that was worth going to. You're damn right. You're damn Every, right. Every and, time and, I and, went, and, it felt like cancer. And, and you're damn right. And the funny part about the funny part about uh, all of that is, I understand that they did did a uh, uh, a, a, a show about the comedy store a documentary. Did you see yep. it? I didn't yeah, see it. Just, no. No. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but but one of their biggest nights was Guy Tory's tripping on Tuesdays over the years, mm -hmm. and I I heard that that wasn't even covered. You don't say. Yeah. Okay, and you can't blame it on Mitzi. Yeah, it was urban. Yo, so real quick, like uh, Tiffany Haddish, Tiffany Haddish is out here popping, right? And I saw like you even she even gives you like special thanks for things. Um, but she had, she had my, my, our, one of, I think I love everybody, her, man. I'm so proud too. of her, man. I'm so proud of her. But she, she, um, had the DC, uh, OG of OGs, Tony Woods and, and Barbara yeah. Carlisle and was like all these guys on that show. And, uh, she was just paying homage to the comics that didn't, I guess, become household names. But and, and, are killers, right? Yeah, but, like, but uh, I, I travel with them. Like that's my road dog. Fam, <laughs> how do you think I feel when I see them finally get this opportunity? I had them on Def Jam in the early nineties, right. right? They were popping then, and right. nobody seemed to bite. But now Tiff has given these comedians an opportunity to shine, and it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful. It's it's really because um uh, um I, I'm I'm telling you that was that was that Tony. You know it it was so cool to see it was so cool to see David give it up. Yeah, to, you know because it, it, everything is real. Tony Tony was listening to another podcast. Tony was listening to somebody's podcast a, 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 about a month ago, about a month ago or so where he heard my name mentioned in a very uh, ill way. And right. I knew about it. And Tony hit me and said he wanted me to come on his show so he could change the change the narrative on that. 
That's the right. type of brother Tony Woods is. And Tony ain't tripping on other people's success. He has his own lane. And I mean, the, the cool thing about Tony, Tony done been around the world and I, yeah, yeah. 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 Like 10 times, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like people like Tiff, people like, 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 um, uh, Tony, Tracy Morgan, mm. they show love to their folks, yo. You know, even, yeah. you know, some people say they, you know, some people, everybody always want to put stuff in the game, you know what I mean? But there's a reason why people do what they do. You know, especially when you see people doing people righteous and then one person say they did me dirty. Think about why, maybe. You know? Yo, hey, let's wrap this one up, man. I, I, I oh, want to keep going. Oh, man. Oh, oh, that's, hey, hey, oh, hey, 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 I'm using this. Come busy on, man. Y'all done prepared me. Y'all done prepared me. Y'all done prepared. Listen, listen. We so um, just got spotted. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I, I just found this. Can y'all see this? Yeah. yeah. What? Oh, that's what oh, you just posted. That's that. Tracy, Tracy Morgan. Morgan, right? Yeah, Tracy no. Morgan. no, that's Bill Bellamy. Oh, okay. Oh, that's, that's Bill, Bill Bellamy. Same room. Same room. But look oh. at all those folks flocking around. That was yeah. every week, man. Every mm. week. They in there like crazy. Amazing. Yeah. Looking at everybody too. I can I tell people I'm trying to be like you, man. I really do tell me like I'm being sick, like because I'm like, I right, he came from you had the two clubs. Like I listened to some of your story, right? And like you had the two clubs that you was promoting jazz and comedy, and <laughs> you was doing yeah, I, I paid attention. Uh <laughs> and then you know what I'm saying? You you get in with the uh you get in with the dev jam community, and then you 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 grow comedy even further. Right? Yeah. And basically pioneer comedy to what we see now on stage, right? And so, like, that's what I want. I was like, man, I want I want big shows, but I also want to be a comic. You know what I'm saying? So I really, like, I, I look at you, like, on the producer side and running shows. I'm like, I'm going to be like Bob. But on the comedy side, I'm like, I hope I'm like Tony. <laughs> hey, did y'all happen to see, did y'all happen to, um, did y'all happen to see um, the, the clip? About with Joe Coy, what Joe no. said. Y'all never saw the clip. No, Which, the first time Joe met me. Uh oh, <laughs> no. Interesting. Go online. Go online and, and look at the first time Joe met me in 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 Kevin in Kevin Hart's book. Kevin mm-hmm. talks about the first time he met me, and I mean, I'm just I'm giving you opportunities, but I ain't you ain't shining yet. You know right. what I mean? I'm gonna show you. You know, I'm gonna give you this opportunity, and then it's on. You know, it's on you. And both of those guys got opportunities, and they talk about how they had to humble themselves because they thought they was banging at the time. But it was like, now you, you know, this is, for lack of a better term, the big leagues. You know, yeah. and um, both of them are so so. Uh, I I love that they remembered where where they came from. You know what well, I'm saying? Well, some people forget. Some people forget stuff. You know. Yes. And that was so. Speaking of that, right? Because that was actually one of my questions that I had for you, right? How does one prepare for the big leagues without forgetting about where they came from? How do you? How do one prepare? 
how does one prepare for the big leagues? How does how does one prepare themselves to you know they always say uh uh what is it? Uh opportunity is when uh say it for me. Preparation. Uh time meets preparation, something like that. Yeah. yeah. But but there's really no there's no real uh secret sauce to that. You know, there's really no secret sauce because it just happens. It happens overnight. One minute you you asking me for uh, a couple dollars to catch a flight, and the next thing you buying people cars. You know what I'm saying? Mm. It, it it just happens, and you're not prepared for it. But how do you how do you handle it? Let me give you a scenario. The pandemic. Everybody now is trying to figure out where their next dollar is going to come from. So now everybody is trying to do stand up online with a cash app. Okay. Oh, oh. Think about this. Think about this. Pre-pandemic, you get paid after the show. Fact. All right. You get paid after the show. Instead of you taking a quarter of that cash and putting it in your savings, not your checking, but your savings, right? You decided that you was going to run back to the mall so you could have your 30th pair of Nikes for the stage. You know, that's what happens with so many people who, who, who aren't prepared. They are out here spending foolishly as opposed to banking and making it happen for that rainy day or that Man. rainy year, you know, because yeah. that's what has happened. I know there's so many comedians now that's looking at why did I spend all that money on that chick last night? Um, Yeah. OK, yeah, I can take that one. Yeah. <laughs> Freaking goddamn Korean chicken. <laughs> I I feel I feel uh targeted. You want soy sauce? Moment. You want soy sauce? <laughs> <laughs> I feel no, so targeted. You know what I'm talking about because you were the one that was like, ah, oh, what's that fucking restaurant bon called? Bon 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 it's so good. That shit expensive as fuck. That fifty dollars could have went into promo, asshole. <laughs> what, what, what I what I actually do is I take I take fifty fifty uh, percent of the check, put it in. Uh, that's that's for me, and then I put, take twenty five percent, save it for taxes, and then the other twenty five percent I use it on expenses. That's how I break down my money. Yeah, so you normally- need so 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 you you need to be part of that panel when he has you know one of the panels because it, it people need to hear that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was and I, because when we talk about this stuff on 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 the podcast all the time, because I always tell people like straight up, if I'm getting paid for a show, because we would talk about promotion, and I, I know I saw you talk about this once before about uh, com- well, you talked about it here a little bit. Comics need to get themselves out there, right? And so, like, if somebody pays me for a show, if I know how much I'm getting paid for a show, I promote the show. Yeah, I yep. promote it like it's my own show. Like, hey, Eddie, we're gonna pay you. Um, $250 for 20 minutes. Cool. A hundred, $125. I put in the promo with a place at what's the venue. Like even when we were talking about this podcast, you were asking me like, how, like, what are y'all going to do? How are y'all going to promote this? You get what I'm saying? Like, I don't think a lot of comics even think about that part. 
of like, dude, you're in the promotions game. You are in the, you are, be funny. This this job is not easy. You got to be funny. You got to promote and you got to network. You got the three things to do it all at one time, bro. That's right. That's right. <laughs> So what I mean, what are what are some of the things that you tell comics on how to boost their their name, like how to promote themselves? How do you do you talk to comics about that? I mean, it 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 it, it goes a lot of ways because see, what happens now is you you have this social media thing. You have you have a way to getting it out there, and you get your you get your squad. You know, you get your followers to help you. Because, you know, the thing is, for every, you know, for every five tickets, one of them is yours. Yeah. You know, you have to do that. I mean, you sell, you sell a hundred tickets. That's, and you ain't really had to do much, but open up your mouth or do whatever. You can turn that into a nice little payday, you know? So that's what you have to do. You have to really get a, a, a squad together to really help you, you know, help you rock out. You know, they, they, more, and, these my guys right here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, I mean, it's it's as simple as that. I mean, it, it's no it's no certain way, but consistency, yeah. consistency. Even when I see these people, you still doing comedy? Ah, man, I took a couple. Uh, I took a year off. You know why? I just man, it just wasn't working for me. You know, but, but they don't now, take a year off their resume. Now I'm back. Now I'm back into it again, you know, and this, that, and the other. I'm like, okay, next. Yep. You know? Yep. Uh, I concur. Yeah. That, go ahead, Torrance. I was just gonna say, so you kind of hit it on there, right? So you're you're very much what you're saying is you create for the sense of creating, so that way you're ready at any point. That's right. Right. You got to be a stay ahead of the stay ahead because you have to be ready, man. When when that time come, be ready. And uh, I just I just I always say when people I laugh when everybody say they trying to make the next death jam, you know, and things like that. I always laugh because my phone ain't rang. <laughs> you wanna you wanna make the next Def Jam? I'll I'll be a producing partner, you know what I mean, and I'll, I'll do what I have to do, and and, and and we can make some magic. And because there's always more folks, I always I was uh what was the um documentary I did a few years ago with Robert Townsend called Why We Laugh? Yeah. And, yeah, and, and so everybody was, you know, they were asking me, did I do I think that there'll be, you know, a next, next, next? This is right before Cat took off. Mm-hmm. You know, it was right before Cat took off. Kevin was Kevin was, you know, bubbling at two, right? He was bubbling. Michael, Mike was getting ready to hit, you know, all these guys. It was getting ready to happen when this question was asked. And my answer was and as we opened up our, our um, conversation this this evening, I went back to sports, okay? And I was telling them that when Dr. J was about to retire, he had entertained people so much for those 15 years or so that everybody was actually bugging. Like, Dr. J is retiring. We're never gonna see anything like that again. <laughs> I mean, this is what they were saying. 
you know, right. and, and at the same time, Richard Pryor was easing into, you know, the pastures. And, you know, will there ever be another Richard Pryor, so to speak? And now you have, you no longer have Dr. J or Richard Pryor that kept us going during the 70s. Here in the early 80s, you have a guy named Michael Jordan and a guy named Eddie Murphy. Mm. Need I say more? Next, yeah. here comes, here comes the Chicago Bulls, a whole conglomerate, right? Just took over the NBA. And who right. took over comedy? The Deaf Comedy Jam. Mm. Early 90s, we was just throwing them out there. And then they became what? Kings and Queens of Comedy Tell and me. Chappelle's and Tucker's and Underwood's. You dig what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah, yeah. don't think that this can't keep happening. You know what I mean? The only problem is the stand-up comedy thing went back to one comedian at a time. You didn't have that whole Def Jam thing happening again because no one called me to produce the shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, 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 tried, I, shit. I tried to do it with Diddy's show. I tried to do it with Diddy's show, and I worked it for uh, uh, the first You're season. About the, the bad boys of comedy, yeah. right? Okay. I worked it. I worked it for the first season, but it was a it was a weird situation, uh, you know. But one thing that I was able to do with that show was I introduced the world to the comedy of Rashid before he passed. Yo, Rashid, with Rashid, that was one of the best sets. It like for me, it was Tony and Rashid. Well, Rashid is the reason. <laughs> Rash, Rashid is the reason why I was um, creating Laugh Mob, because I mm. felt I felt like the Rashids of the world, the Smokies of the world, right? These guys, the Capones of the world, you mm. know, these guys was like that next wave of of bringing it. And you know, everybody always asks me, "How did Laugh Mob? What is Laugh Mob? Laugh Mob is just about laughing." And I'm trying to uh, uh, put together like a family, a comedy family. And what's a what's a family but a mob? You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And then I just took the acronym of mob because it's more of Bob's best. Hey, okay. Talk that shit. Talk yeah, that so shit. Given, given that opportunity, Kid Capri and I have been working before the pandemic. We was we was doing some showcases down in Greenwich Village. Um, because we're trying to bring this whole thing back and I wanted to get the essence of Richard Pryor. You know, Richard Pryor used to be in the village doing his stuff over at Cafe Wa. Jimi Hendrix was over at Electric Lady and Ladyland Studios, you know, putting together Purple Haze and shit. So that's what Kid and I decided that we were gonna do these showcases over on McDougal. And and they really been coming, coming, coming together. Timmy Hall. Timmy Hall. Hey, Baltimore Hall. guy. Baltimore comic, man. Timmy Hall, like Marshall Brandon. Yeah, okay. we had him on two weeks ago. Well, yep. well, well, again, Timmy Hall and Marshall Brandon, a uh, hot sauce from mm. from Saint. These comedians are they're next if somebody give them that opportunity, and then like. I, there's five, like, you have, like, Michelle from Baltimore, Mugger mm -hmm. from New York. Like, they've been around, like, Eddie Bryan, and they've been around, but they need that opportunity to get the, the shot that the Queens got. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then and then right out of there's a, a young lady, Rita Brent. Rita Brent's out of Jackson, Mississippi. She opens for Ricky Smiley. Right. Okay. When I tell you she's dope, she's dope. And then right there in Baltimore, there's Ty Davis and Stiletto. Both yep. of those, they are ready. Like all of them are ready. You know what right, I mean? Right, and, and, right, and, 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 and it's crazy because I don't normally, like I stop like dropping names and stuff because people run after they got their little notepad shit. Oh yeah. <laughs> but, but, at the same, but at the same time, I, I just know that these are comedians that have proven to me that we can continue to do this. Jeff Niche and Corey Bell out of Chicago, Lisa Laird, like it's the women out here that are funny oh, as hell. But every man. time I look at a damn flyer, it's five guys. It's First five guys on the show. It's five guys on the show and in the in the audience is full of women. But no right. women on the show. It'd be right. blowing my mind, but that's the comedy experts again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they and they probably unfortunately stay doing dick jokes in front of the all female audience. Yeah, please don't do dick jokes. That's that's, that's what half oh half the time you see that shit, and it's like, are you even looking at your crowd to read what's going on? Yeah, and understanding yeah. what it is that they want and what yeah. it is they're laughing at, so you can adjust. Yeah. Right. Like we, we you I saw something you were talking about. Like you have a female, uh on everything that you do you had like you have to have a female on everything you do and like so that's like i so rashawn uh for everybody listening rashawn really, books the really now i don't anymore <laughs> and and so like one of the things that like me and her talked about is like we're always going to try to like we i have a ladies night i do a ladies night every six months but i try my best for every show to have one female on the show at least even if it's at not even if one. she's not a headliner at least one right because yeah. there's so many funny females out here. Like I've worked with everybody that you just named, like besides outside that's inside of DC and Baltimore. I've worked with all of them. All of them great people. You yeah. get what I'm saying? And you know, Ray Diva like, is funny. Mimi Mimi Manning is funny. It's some funny. funny. She was supposed to headline my show. She was supposed to headline my show last Manning. week. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've shared the stage with her so many times. Yeah, it's the same as yeah. Eddie, man. And then you Wonderful. have Mimi Mimi Simpson. Up in, up in um New York, she's out of Chicago. She's funny. I mean, there's some funny women. It's some funny women. Some funny yeah, women. Uh, shoot, I gotta I gotta big up my big sis, uh, Frankie Finch. Frankie French is a big sis out of uh, DC, but uh, what's her name? She just won uh, uh, AB Stand Up ABC, and then I know Ty won um, your show with HBO or the contest with HBO. Correct? With it. So like what is what, what can Beat you can you explain that up. contest a little bit more? The 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 wings contest. Well what it is is the uh the American Black Film Festival um over the years um going into 25 years we've always had comedy. I mean in the early mm-hmm. years when we started in Acapulco, John Witherspoon, Earthquake, Cheryl Underwood, JB Smooth. Cedric the Entertainer, Tommy Davidson, they will all come down and, and perform. Um, Aerie Spears, Ricky Smiley. We had quite a few people that perform regularly at the festival. Then Jeff Friday, the um, executive producer and founder of the festival, called me. He said, Bob, I think that we should do some type of competition for, you know, 
aspiring stand-ups and stuff. You know, your connection and what we have here, we could, you know, we could make something like this happen. And so we just pretty much put together the Comedy Wings competition. And over the past eight years, and it's really been going well, where comedians submit their, uh, like, three to four minutes, they submit their links, and then we break it down to semifinal and a final, and, you know, keep it, keep it moving from there. But what had really made Jeff do it is when Jamie and Monique won Oscars. Mm, okay. You know what I'm saying? It was like, yeah. you know, it, it, it's really, you have stand-up comedians winning these Oscars. We have this film festival. Why not open it up, you know? So, and what Jeff was doing with the film festival was making it more of a, a thing that dealt with black and brown, you know, because right. you have Sundance, but, you know, we wasn't all at Sundance, you right. know? So he pretty much created his own Sundance. You know, so what we're doing now, we just uh, announced that we have uh, created the uh, ABFF Comedy Festival, you know. Yeah. So, so, so what we're going to do now and we're going to do it virtually this year, of course, and the submissions is open online. Go to ABFF.com. But we are, you know, doing it virtually now. But we're, you know, we're, we're going to try to take this thing just like Jeff turned turned this film festival went into you know his own Sundance. We want to turn this into just for laughs. You see what I'm saying? Mm. You know, everybody can't get to Montreal unless you know somebody. I unless know how this know thing somebody. go. Or legally. Or legally. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. We'd be right. like that streak at the Super Bowl. So, <laughs> so, so we're we're, um, we're gonna be um Doing doing the festival in, in, in what June I believe or what late May sometime kind of May May yeah they say, they say June June second through uh yeah. six right and they can watch it all online yeah so I'm already on the website the website is down low if you can't for everybody that's just listening it uh it's abff uh dot com all right yeah. it'll take you right to the film festival. I mean, I'm sorry, to the ABB, ABFF Comedy Festival. Take right. me right to that page. So, I mean, we have, and that's why I say it's a whole lot of great things popping off, but this, uh, my podcast, uh, Just Kicking It, is going to be uh, something of the way I, the way I'm designing it, it's going to be like, wow, people are going to be like, what? Yep. What, so <laughs> what, are you, what, are you, what are your thoughts when? on how you want to do your podcast? What do you mean? What's my thoughts? Like how? Okay, how are you going to do your podcast? Like, what is it going to be more about? It's really going to be about me talking to comedians that I've you know dealt with over the years, and just watching their their journey, talking, just kicking it in a real loose manner. It's not even just about their journey, but just current events. Yeah. Just kicking it, but it's gonna be a real slick vibe connected to it, you know. When you're gonna like, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna be bobbing your head while you're listening to it, you know what I mean? And um, really and then we're gonna, and then we're, so so then we're gonna ease, we're gonna ease out of that interview, and then we're gonna open up the doors to the rising stars, and we'll kick it with them, and then we'll listen to a clip from the you know the up and coming comedian. And it's going to be a banging clip because I'm only identifying who Bang. has who has the it, 
You know what I mean? And it, it right. and, and what's the it? I don't know it until I see it. And yeah. I, I never will forget when I saw the it in Craig Robinson. Everybody thought I was bugging when I put Craig. You know, when I when I took Craig, because Craig was kind of laid Ooh. back and had the little keyboard, and he was doing. But he brought something different, something unique and original. And then he did, you know, the hokey pokey, you know, and all mm-hmm. that. And it, it was like, you know, Craig Robinson is one right now that I'm look, looking at and go, wow. Dion Cole's another one that I'm mm-hmm. looking at and I'm going, wow. You know, I'm so proud of these guys. I'm so proud. You know, if I said this to you, like just my my whole Ah, I don't even know how to say it, but I just I'm gonna run I'm gonna run some names down, and, and, and these was all somehow connected to that situation in those years. Mm-hmm. And this is why I'm saying I would love to in 2031 say a whole new list of names, new list of people, you know. But if I say like with this show that I'm doing it with this podcast that I'm doing. And if someone declines, you know, I maybe you're busy right, right, right. or whatever, but hopefully you could come back because Bill Bellamy, Dion Cole, Cedric the Entertainer, JB Smooth, Cheryl Underwood, DL Hughley, Chris Tucker, Monique, Ari Spears, Dave Chappelle, Eddie Griffin, Kevin Hart, Craig Robinson, yeah. Tiffany Haddish, Tracy Morgan. Ricky Smiley, Donnell Rollins, Tony Woods, Avion Crockett, um, Guy Torrey, Leslie Jones, Tasha Smith, Mike Epps, you know, all of them have all been part of my tree, you know, some more, you know what I mean? It goes on and on, and and, and it's a beautiful thing uh, that I have been able to assist them I'm not going to, I never take claim on them. God can take the claim. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? But I was given an opportunity by Stan Lathan and Russell Simmons. They gave me the keys and I think I did a good job. I think I did. You know, I mean, you could have I mean, been a legendary job. Legendary. You don't need to work. You don't work. You know, you know, your wall behind you. You know? So, but, um, so when when does this podcast launch? When do you expect this podcast yes. to be out? Well, we, we we like to get it off. We like to get this off within the next like probably probably about a month, probably okay. in a month because I just actually I just did a test run, you know, making sure that all my stuff is popping and we getting everything into the flow, and um, it's going to be a, a, a very interesting ride that um, I'm I'm so ready to take, so ready to take. Uh-huh. I, um, Sounds exciting. I was just um, talking to a friend about when we was down at the ABFF one year and we we're at an HBO party and I introduced like Regina King is like one of my best friends, you know, mm. and I um, introduced oh, yeah. uh, Regina to Issa Rae. Introduce me. Mm. Right. And I look at I'll Regina. I look at I look at <laughs> Regina and Issa. I look at them and they're like they're like the two hottest women in in, in this thing, along with Tiff. You know, what I mean, it's like when you you never know when your time's going to come. You know what I'm saying? And um, it's a beautiful thing. You know, it's a beautiful thing. <sighs> 
out of all the comics you've worked with, who's the one like surprised you the most, whether through their career or like at first, at first uh, impression, who surprised you? Well, <clears throat> I would say, I would say just in terms of someone who I had no idea when I was speaking with them, what I was going to see once they performed. And that was the first comedian that I ever showcased. That was Bernie. Mm. I couldn't believe it because I had already been doing, you know, my shows at the Peppermint. And um, well, I should say Club 88 at the time. I was at another place in Jersey. And, you know, I've seen some great performances. But when I saw Bernie Mac down at the Comedy Act Theater, it was a Comedy Act Theater in Atlanta as well as L.A. at this time. Bernie had me on the floor and I called Bill. Right. I said, Bill, I saw this guy last night. I couldn't believe it. And then when Bill saw Bernie and they became like best friends, man, it was like a, um, it was it was amazing. But when I look at the success that Dion Cole, Tracy Morgan, J.B. Smoove, you know, they have really come come a long, long way in their careers where, you know, they have moved high up on them, the Hollywood, you know, top of the line list. And uh, Mike Ep Mike Epps is another one who I'm like I'm I'm so proud of, him. you know I'm so proud of him. I watch these guys like really start shining. I remember when Bill um, told Ricky Smiley um, to reach out to me because uh, Ricky had met Bill and Bill was you know telling him that he needed to talk to me. Ricky talks about this, and just to see where Ricky's career has gone, you know it's it's just a beautiful thing. But then. You know, more than anybody, I have to say, Kevin and David are rock stars, yeah? Straight up rock stars. They like you too and Jay-Z. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like, it's, 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 it's like to see where they have taken it is, I'm so, so, I feel like, you know, a lot of people say, Uncle Bob, Uncle Bob, Uncle Bob's proud, bro. I'm proud. But, but, but more so than that, I'm ready to rock it again. I'm ready to rock it out again. You know, I look at Avion Crockett. I look Ooh. at Avion. Nobody expected Avion. When I saw Avion down in Charlotte, no different than Tiffany. All I'm looking for is I'm not looking for an hour. I'm looking for the showcase. You know, my Chris Tucker story is legendary. You know what I mean? I mean, the Chris Tucker story, yeah, I use. I use the Chris Tucker story at every every talent showcase I'm at competition because people need to understand that it's more than one winter, more than one winner in a competition. And Chris was on a, a podcast not too long ago with Ti, mm, and, and he was and he was telling them he was telling Ti and Ti couldn't believe the story that Chris was telling. But it was all about. I had a lot to do with that story, and it mm -hmm. and it went. It, it was as simple as this. Chris was in this competition up in the Bay Area, all right, and I was getting ready to go into the second half of kind of like the first season of Def Comedy Jam, right? We had like blew the roof off, but now they wanted more, all right. So I went out to um, Oakland. And 
I they had asked me to be a judge on Saturday. So the event was Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Each night had 20 contestants. So that's 60 contestants. 60 contestants from all over, right? And you had to all, listen to all of them? Well, no, 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 no. This is the thing. I went out there because I had to deliver a new season of Def Jam, right? right? So it wasn't about me just going out there to judge and pick one comedian. I was going out there, hopefully, to book my whole season if I could. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Or whatever. So anyway, so this Friday night, I didn't know what to expect. So this Friday night, um, I figured I'll go watch the comedians. And the next night, I'm a judge. And then the next night, I'll be back to watch it. So this first night, I'm sitting up there and I'm watching all 20 comedians perform. So at the end, they, they bring the comedians all out like it's showtime at the Apollo. And Kiki Shepard <laughs> and, and, and the comedian and the comedians, when they call your name, you know, the top seven move into the next round of which would then be 21. All right. Three nights, seven times three. Right. So now they call out the first five. And I'm saying to myself, my favorite comedian hasn't been called yet. So they got to be one of the next two. Right. No. They didn't get called. Now, I'm in the Bay Area, right? And I'm saying the Golden Gate Bridge ain't far from here. This motherfucker <laughs> might be running to jump off this yeah. <laughs> Right? Yeah, so I ran, I ran backstage, and I said, to, I said to him, I said, hey, man, my name is Bob Sumner. Um, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm here. You know, I have this new show, and uh, I really, man, I really want to put you on there. I saw what just happened here, but... I think that you was really, really good. And I'm telling y'all right now, the same set that you saw Chris Tucker do with the Michael Jackson and everything on Def Comedy yeah. Jam, that was the set he did that night. And he didn't win. And he no, didn't he did. win. What do you mean win? He didn't place, he, bro. He, he didn't, didn't place. place. There was still three more rounds after that. That's Okay. Wow. <laughs> but the next thing I know... Um, he does, he, after us, he did money talks, you know, he did the fifth element, you know, and, and, and he's doing Friday, you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And, um, his, 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 his world changed, you know, but it really was that deaf comedy jam situation that led him as it led Bernie to, you know, start him, you know, start him. Yeah. But again, you don't have to win to win. That's word. Why do why do you why do you always look for the, oh my god Jesus yo hey Bob has joined y'all little click okay <laughs> it's true I, I love that Mr Summer came in just to pick on Eddie's ass with the rest of us just because fuck you Eddie <laughs> but to be clear not motherfuck Eddie. you just fuck you yeah. But we'll, we'll throw the little Eddieism in there and call you a, a, a Eddie. You're a dickhead. I was, right? Yo, listen. Eddie, are, are you um, Eddie? You any relation to Kev? Uh, Kevin Lyles? No, no, yeah. no, no, no. Nah. I wish. No, because well, because I'm just thinking because Kev's from Baltimore. Yeah, no. Nah, so and I'm from I'm from DC. I've, I've, I've both our families originated from the same place, but we don't have any like connections. 
So, yeah, like, yeah, both our families come from North Carolina, but we don't. We don't North Carolina. Uh, Dorm. Dorm. So my oh, grand, okay. my grandma's out of my my fam, I still have family that lives in Dorm, North Carolina, and uh. That's Greenfield, not, I'm, which I'm is, Rocky Mount. You said you I'm Rocky, Rocky Mount. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rocky I, Mount. I, I I was born and raised here. I was born and raised in DC, mm-hmm. but my that's where my grandmother came from. So like when like so we got some we got some of that Tar Heel in us, bro. Oh yeah, oh, oh, I'm a Tar Heel fan for basketball, baby. Like, that don't get messed up. This is a guy I'm that don't even follow college sports. You can't say that. <laughs> listen, listen, no, Linda. No, Linda, no. Linda, listen, Linda. No. Come on, man. If Bob no, suddenly calls me a Tar Heel, I might watch a few a few games <laughs> in the year. I just might. <laughs> no, listen, Bob. You tell me if I'm messed up for this, okay? For, in college sports, I'm a Tar Heel fan for basketball. I'm a I'm a uh, a high, I'm a Buckeye fan. For, for football, and uh, that's it. And I don't follow anything else. But I rarely follow them. So hey, whatever. Shut up, right. Terrence. And and I keep I keep I keep looking at your Dodger hat. Oh yes. Lloyd. It, it brings the color out my eyes, sir. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> He's the color out of my eye. Nigga, your eyes are black. What the fuck are you talking about? And if Eddie calls my eyes black, damn. Just saying, bro. <laughs> Yo, hey, Bob. So you kept you Yo, keep talking about. I can't believe Huh? Now I'm bugging on the fact that now, since the since the moment we talked, we done did another 45. Yo, and hey, I, I just was like, I ain't gonna say nothing until you say something. Like, turns normally go cook for his son. He ain't said nothing. Lloyd's wife done walked in and out of the room like eight times. She ain't say nothing. Like, I live by myself, so I ain't got shit to do but drink. I don't care. <laughs> Who else are we hanging out with tonight? Just <laughs> like, what? Nah, but I was going to say, so you you keep bringing up, like, you want to, you find in the next comedy, you find in the next comedy. Do you, how important is it, do you think, uh, how important is it to keep uh, looking for the next, the next, the next? How important is that? Well, I mean, it is it's very important because the next there's always I want I want to if I if, if I do a show. And I have 32 comedians. Mm-hmm. I prefer to have 32 bangers. Right. So at the end of the day, mm. in order to find 32 bangers, if there's somebody that want to showcase in front of me, they might be one of those 32. You never know. Mm. You know, mm. and this is what I'm, I'm I'm addicted to this. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm addicted to this. You know, I got my medical comedy card. This your Murray J? This your Murray J? So I'm, and Bob, I'm, you better you better stop. Somebody about to roll you a blunt when you come to DC next. Watch. No <laughs> Mr. Summer, I, I'm like the diversity portion of the show, so I, I gotta ask for diversity. When you look at your lineups, like does diversity, uh, like when you look at your lives, you're like, oh, I need a missing X, Y, Z. I need a Hispanic. Oh well, yeah, I need there you go. Well, well, well. Again, it goes back to sports. I honestly treat. My lineups, like when I break it down, 
It's just like the NFL and the NBA draft. All right. And, you know, certain GMs look for certain players. They need, right. they might need, everybody need that left tackle. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, mm-hmm. everybody need that left tackle. Everybody needs that dope point guard. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's how I go about it with what I do. And even like with my my philosophy um, in terms of who makes the cut. If I see three comedians in Chicago that kill. Now, understand, once I leave Chicago, I'm going to Cleveland. Right. Or whatever the case may be, especially like, say, Indiana. OK, mm-hmm. if I see one comedian in Indianapolis and I see three comedians in Chicago. That Indianapolis comedian then took one of those three Chicago comedians. Mm-hmm. Spot. All right. So that one comedian from Chicago that le- that the Indianapolis or wherever they're from in Indiana took, mm-hmm. took their spot. Now they have to wait until next season. <sighs> Unless they motherfuck me. <laughs> they, don't, they don't even know. They don't even know that I had my eye on them. And I know that they're going to be even funnier if they right. stay on stage next, next season. You know what I mean? So that's basically how I do that whole thing. It's strategic. You know I have to have at least one woman on the show, you know, along with maybe another one hosting the show. You know what I mean? Because everybody can't host the show. You have to even have the right host. Some people, and and, and the other thing is, why don't people start understanding that they just went last, they didn't headline? You know, it's a lot of shows. It's a lot of shows that people be talking about they headline. They headline. No, you went last. You know, headliners headliners are in Vegas. You know, Vegas is headliners. Headliners are people that had a discography of hits. And now they just took their act to Vegas. You know, um, I'm I'm just saying, everybody be like, and everybody talking about I killed, I killed, I killed. Okay, you killed. Okay, see you tomorrow. (laughs) There's a difference between being a headliner and a closer. I want to be a fucking closer. Yeah. You want to be a closer? Yeah. Bang bang, bang it. Knock it out. Knock it out. out, Close the fucking show. Yeah. Yeah. You can't follow me. And the same thing goes with, you know, hey, commit to that microphone no matter what, what, no matter who you are on that stage. You can't. Like, it's one thing that the comedian is asking you to, like, don't don't really. These are the subjects that I'm talking about. This is the headliner. You know, you respect that. You know, you don't want to talk about the same stuff they talked about. But whatever you're going to go up there and do, don't half ass it. Kill. Because that headliner is going on to the next spot. You, you're going to be there. Or if you do it right, if you if you open or feature the right way, that headliner will take you with them. Mm-hmm. There's a way to play it. But the thing is, you always got to give it your all. Don't act like because you didn't want to steal their thunder. If the headliner is the headliner that they supposed to be, it don't make a difference what you do. 
that headliner, that headliner might produce your special. Right. right. You know what I'm saying? That's the beauty of Tiffany again. You know? Mm-hmm. Th- these comedians got years and years of experience over her, but she's right. good in her space. Now she want to see them come up because they deserve it. You know, the only show they ever did was them shows that I produced. Nah, man, it's bigger than this. Mm, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the guy that just try to get you to the water. Mm. Woo. I, I, I'm going to spend right. the next five minutes whenever this is done. I'm not in no rush, but whenever this is done, it's going to take me at least five minutes to pick up all these fucking gems. Oh, no, <laughs> I'm rewatching, bro. You don't want to do the clips. Yeah, I do, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to spend the next five minutes crying. Don't mind me. Don't mind me. I wanted to be a closer. <laughs> yeah, oh, guys. Yeah, I mean, and just know and, and, and let Ray know, I mean, as you guys keep building and doing what you're doing, you know, maybe at, at some point I'll I'll drop back in here on you guys. You know what I'm saying? And, and see what the progress is on both ends. Better. You know, in April, I just finished a uh, Saturday morning. I shot a um, I shot a, a special uh, that chronic, uh, chronicled my five years at the Apollo mm-hmm. these past five years. So that's going to be um, streaming on the Apollo uh, uh, streaming service. And uh, during, you know, April was that comedy month and everything. Yeah. So make sure y'all check that out. It's going to be pretty dope as I um, as I keep keep trying to grind this thing out, man, and, and, and look for opportunities for you guys, you know. We appreciate that's what's up. Seriously, man. Thank you, man. So, yeah, I don't think we've done a two-hour podcast yet, but God dang it! <laughs> hey, it feel like two hours. That's what's up. Did it, yeah. did it feel like fifty-three minutes ago? We just said, "Hey, Bob, I know you got to go." Yeah. <laughs> 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 like, like, yo. Just make sure I get this link so I could drop it on my. You know, make sure I drop it on. Um, get this link so I can drop it on my. Oh, no, we got my spot so, stuff. So literally, like I told you, we about to pull it down, ladies and gentlemen. You can make sure you can catch us. At I'm gonna get in trouble on all podcast networks, and that audio portion will be there. If you're listening to the audio portion, but you want to see what happened, you can always go to Facebook and look up I'm gonna get in trouble podcast page, or go on YouTube and look up I'm gonna get in trouble. Uh, Mr. Bob Sumner. All the social media sites allow you to follow hashtags too. We started up yeah. our hashtag IGIT clips so you can watch it in little snippets. If you only got 30 seconds or a minute there, do that too. We got you. Y'all hit the dope dealers with um, Jamal Doman and, and, and Toby Hicks. I, that means something totally different to me. I was, yeah. <laughs> I was no, like, Toby, yeah, I know Toby, a lot of dope dealers. <laughs> Toby's, Toby's from, actually, Toby's from Omaha, uh, Terrence. Okay. But um, they have a they have a pretty cool thing that they have going on. I, I I love these situations, man, because it's it's all about unity in this thing. It's all yeah. about us coming together, man, and, and making it happen. Yes, sir. Um, Yo, Mr. Sumner, seriously, from the bottom of our hearts, thank you absolutely. so much for coming on. We thank learned you. a lot and we laughed a lot, and that's all that really matters. Yes, you guys be safe, man, because it's real out here. You know, absolutely. we didn't we didn't even go into that part, nor did we have to. But um, I've lost a lot of people this year, a lot of close people. And I was I was actually in a funk where I wasn't even entertaining these 
like a lot of people was trying to get me to do these things. There was no way I could do it at one point, but I figured that it was time for me to get out here and, um, you know, say what I had to say and, and do what I had to do. And, and, and we, here we are. We appreciate it. We appreciate it to, to the most, it. man. And I, and you can you drop say that one more time where you want these comics to drop um their clips to you and everything? Yeah, all comics should be sending their material to submissions at laughmob.com. And laughmob is spelled L-A-F-F as in Frank Frank, M-O-B-B as in Bob Bob, L-A-F-F-M-O-B-B. And then, you know, um, on Instagram, people could hit me at bob.sumner on Instagram. And then, you know, I have that Bob Sumner comedy spot page on Facebook. That's the way that I, I, I did that page because it gives comedians an opportunity as well as comedy promoters and just lovers of comedy to bring everything right there and promote their stuff and you know what have you. Every now and then somebody might get flagged because they put some real whack shit on there. But um, yeah. at the same time, no, it's, it's really, really cool. So that's what's happening, man. And I'll be coming back. I was supposed to be starting a series, Laugh Mob Live at the City Winery in Philadelphia. That was going to be the first one as I try to open up, you know, I, I want to really get into all of the city wineries on like the dark nights, like a Tuesday, Wednesday, you know, yeah, and, yeah. and playing that out. So I'm trying to make that happen. And also down in Willingboro, New Jersey, just like when I had the peppermint and that was like the way to get to Def Comedy Jam, I do a show with uh, my, my, my man, uh, Jed Curtis. We have a show called the Saturday Night Comedy Show that Marshall Brandon host. And I use that oh, as this, as the launching pad to get people to my other projects like the Apollo comedy club and laugh mobs, laugh tracks. So that pops up. And then I do something else in, in North New Jersey called jazz and jokes, which is more of a laid back, real cool, grown and sexy type thing. You know? none, of, none, of, so, none of this, none of that, none of the dancing. Nah, no. <laughs> not, not that. Uh, uh, uh-uh. But um, yeah, man, and, and I'm actually I would love to get back to LA and do a once a month at some point because I do I did enjoy, you know, being out there, but at the same time, you know, I just want to make sure that everything is right when, when I do it. And then last but not least, we are um we're kicking off a uh Laugh Mobs on campus comedy jam. We're going into the uh colleges of uh, HBCUs and also, you know, all of the major colleges. We're going to uh, try to make some things happen, you know, like that too. So Maybe. it's, uh, I'm going to be busy in 2021. And, um, you know, it is <laughs> what question, it is. The question I ask, it's pretty self, uh, self-serving, self but you got anything plans for Vegas? <laughs> <laughs> Vegas is a simple, you know, Mike P. <laughs> yeah, I do. Actually, I do know Mike P. Yes. Mike P is one of my guys. And okay. I used to do I used to do a, a joint called Poetry with Mike over at Caesars. And and that was a few years ago. That was really, really cool. And um I'll be dipping back in the in the Vegas, I'm sure. I'm yeah, sure. I'm here. And you know, Mary Lindsay, Mary Lindsay, who had uh, jokes and notes in Chicago, she's in she's in um in uh Vegas now. 
doing mm-hmm. doing some things. But you know, the pandemic has really put a uh, has really played with this thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And yep. uh, we just we just got to figure it out. We just got to figure it out, and and we are figuring it out. Right. Sure. Yeah. Yo, we can't wait to have. I can't wait to have you back in DC. I will definitely send you uh, some tickets to the Dupont Underground so you can check that show out with us. Um, and as well as the DC Comedy Festival, as soon as as soon as we back to business, we're gonna get this panel started just for you. I swear Eddie, to you. <laughs> Eddie, Eddie, if you had on a big hat, uh huh, you know where you know who you would real you know right? Yeah, yeah. Yo, Tony keeps yeah. saying this. Yeah, <laughs> let me tell you. One day we was in London, right? We were in London, and dude walks out. Dude walks out the hotel, right? We're standing there. We're getting ready to go hang out. Me and Kid Capri, we're getting ready to go hang out in London during the day. We have time. Right. Our show is at, at, at Brixton at night, right? Fucking Patrice O'Neill says, hey, Bob, man, take this ride with me over to Paris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said, he said, take I said, where you going? Man? He said, I'm, I'm going to Paris to buy a new hat. It sounds cool, but I'm like, man, how far is Paris from London? Like, I, you know, I'm not really trying to do this right now because the next thing I know, we're getting ready to get ourselves ready for the show. Right. Who comes walking down the street with a big with old a box, a hat box? It was a badass hat. But that, I just had to say that because that was my dude, Patrice O'Neill, man. And you just, just looking at you, it, it kind of takes me, you. you You've heard Tony said that. Tony keeps saying it. Tony, he said because he said I'm a bully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh too- man, with a heart of gold though. Patrice, Patrice <laughs> would jump in a Patrice would jump in somebody's ass and then hug him. <laughs> but Eddie can't knock nobody out though. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thank you so much. Yes, Mr. sir. Summer. Thank you. Seriously. Yo, ladies and gentlemen, we out here. With it, that's why I'm mad with it. With it, with it, that's why I'm mad with it. Spit out the trap with it.